our fucking thing sucks. Alrighty. Welcome to another episode of the Cinchies Podcast. Welcome, welcome. It's your co-host, Doobie. And it's Mojave. So, right off the rip, go ahead and like and subscribe if you haven't already done that. So, we're going to start to switch this up a little bit. We're not going to have, like, totally random episodes where they're either just going to be crazy-ass stories or good content for you to sit and think about. So, we're going to try and mix in a little bit of both, get you the best of both worlds on this. Go 50-50 on it. We're still learning a little bit. So. Also, please comment, like, let us know what you guys want to hear also like don't just leave it up to us we want to hear from you guys too oh yeah this is for y'all and us but you know so i mean with, with that, that said let's get a weekly check-in check how's your week been marcus it's been good i got a job y'all i'm no longer a free agent <laughs> i knew that wouldn't last very long yeah i know started it today it's chill as shit dude my hours are nice too Got a. I'm working six to two thirty, dude. I'm off like early. Woo! Got the the day to chill. But no, no, it's been good. Thank God, finally did that. Shout out to my boy Justin, used to work with. He helped me out on this one. So. I don't know if I know Justin. No. I don't. No. He almost went to a titty bar with us. <laughs> almost. When was that? Uh, the birthday bash one. Oh, okay. That yeah. was a good one. Yeah. With Quentin? Mm, no. Oh. The last birthday bash with Lexi. And oh, yeah. okay. That one was a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. brings me to our next topic. We're going to definitely get into our first titty bar tale mm. at the end of this episode. So. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for greatness. <laughs> Continue your weekly check-in, my man. Uh, yeah, no, I took a little mini vacay back down to Salatus on my parents, hung out with some friends, had a sleepover. Some friends, huh? Some friend. <laughs> <laughs> Keep names out of this. Okay, but, you know. names out. What, what'd you, you and your friend do? Spot. Oh man, yeah, throw me on the spot. Jesus Christ, no. Had like a little mini date. Okay. Yeah, went out, eat, had some drinks. Where'd you go to eat? Uh, we were gonna go to High Sides, but there was a fucking wait for some reason. So we went to. There's some. So there's like this tap room there. And it has like a self serve beer thing. It's actually cool. I've been there. That's off uh, First Street, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. You get like a little right fog. By the skate park. Yeah, right yeah. across the street. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, I'm not much of a beer drinker. You know this. Mm-hmm. And like, neither was she. So I was like looking through all this stuff, and then I was just like, "Fuck it, which one's got the most alcohol in this?" <laughs> <laughs> I found one. It was like twelve percent. It was some stout. I was gonna say stout. Yeah. Man, guaranteed. Yeah. It was like some like chocolate thing but it tasted like just some like hard ass coffee remember those like pbr coffee things mm-hmm. that we got like the second one that those i got were trash dude not the first one the second one that cold brew yeah mm-hmm. that was like like a stout that one thing. i can handle yeah that's kind of what it tastes like just like more it was yeah. probably a nitro mm-hmm. it, like you get like those little glasses you know i had one glass and i'm like right <laughs> yeah 
just the one. But uh, then we went back over to High Sides and had a couple more drinks. And yeah, yeah. No, we won't get into the rest right now. <laughs> All right, so I won't push your button. Let's leave that one for another time. But what else has been going on? Oh, hmm. Not much, man. I mean, apart from trying to find the job, which finally got, which kind of funny. I had a couple other uh, places ask me to interview, mm-hmm. but I was like, nah, nah. I got this one. I already like this spot a lot. Yeah, first day was today. It was chill as shit. Did you take a big pay cut? Yeah, kind of. But uh, this this place is cool. So like, if you hit like a certain yield, they'll give you like a yield bonus on the harvest. Oh, nice. So like. Kind of, I guess, will make up for it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, like, those stay up with me there. <laughs> be aight. You'll be throwing some good yields. Yeah, no. But it, it already seems like a super chill place. I could tell I'm not going to be dealing with some of the same bullshit I was before. So, no, I'm already a lot happier. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have your first day already? Yeah, today. How was it? Nice. Pretty chill? Yeah. Fucking did plant work like I've been wanting to do. <laughs> Not dealing with stupid shit. Yeah, no, we just pick leaves all day. We got harvest tomorrow, so already jump into it. Getting after it, dude. Mm-hmm. But I guess our harvest take like a day, as opposed to like how many rooms do they have? Mm, four, I think, but they're small. They're not nearly as big as they're like half of the size of the ones that I was working at. So how many plants is that in a room? It's like two fifty. At least the other one was 500? Uh, I guess it was more like, they're like 400. Okay. But the one that we're cutting down tomorrow is like 250. Uh, they have one room that's a little bit bigger in there too. But for the most part, like their small rooms are simple. They like keep the strains pretty like, uh, uh, how do I say this? It's like not just the same strains all the time. Like they try oh, to keep rotation. like a variety. Good yeah. rotation. Yeah, yeah, good variety. So, how often do they harvest? It's like every two weeks. Oh, nice. This place, yeah. You got a good rotation then. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be getting that yield bonus like almost every paycheck. Yeah, yeah, should be. That's, that's what good. that's what they've been saying leading up to this. So. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And then you, man. hey, thanks, dog. Yeah get a review in like 30 days or whatever too so like mm-hmm. they'll they said they take pretty good care of people there getting them wage increase so that's good dude fingers crossed on that one <laughs> nice man how you doing you know it wasn't the best of weeks for me yeah. that's why we're late on this podcast yeah i uh one of my best buddies that i like to roll with steel shout out to steel he's like one of the best competition black belts in Colorado and he's moving to Georgia sadly hmm. so I think he flies out on Thursday I didn't hear that or hmm. no he flies out Friday so but yeah he's leaving so we I went down to Genesis for that big ass open mat had a bunch of good rounds dude tried to rip my fucking leg off you know like You know me, I'm good with leg locks, so I, like, caught a couple leg locks on the guy, catch and release, and just, like, let him work out of it, and then he caught my leg and about fucking tore my knee in half, like, it was a world championship round, you know? So, that sucked, and then right at the end of the day, I told Steele I'd get one last good round with him, so me and him went hard, because he calls me, uh, Deku from (laughs) My Hero, and I call him All Might, 
because he's been like my mentor. So yeah, like, might. let's get one good fucking round for old time's sake, all might. So we like went hard as shit, couldn't tap each other. And then it got to like the last 12 seconds, you know, and he got on my back and he locked in a body triangle and he just started squeezing the living shit out of me, dude. Mm. And there was about five seconds left, so I didn't tap and I just ate it and I ended up popping one of my ribs out of place. And as soon as he let go, it popped back into place. But man, I've been I've been out for since then, and that shit. You know me when I can't train, that just fucking takes a toll on me. I mm. get like mini depressed. Like, yeah. I have to train like every other day, or I'm gonna start to lose my shit. Yeah. So it's been shitty, kind of. Ribs just suck, dude. Sitting around. Yeah, I've man. Been there. I almost fucking crashed the truck on Monday when I sneezed <laughs> driving. Luckily, I was just on the side street, dude. I was like, oh, and like swerved off. Dude, it about keeled me over. But I've been uh, taking good care of it, so it hasn't been too bad this past day or two. I'm hoping to start training again tomorrow. We'll see how it feels. Yeah. I'm going to start lifting again for sure. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to train yet or tomorrow or not. So that's kind of... How my week's been? We I had a bunch of people over to watch the fights, so uh, talk about some wild fights. That was fun. I, yeah. I'm kind of bummed out that Adi didn't win, but I mean, that dude just took him down. Polish power, yeah. Blakovich, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a good fight. So lots of good fights. I had a couple guys come over. One guy got a little too drunk, talked a little too much shit. So really. Yeah. Damn, I didn't hear this. I was gone. You didn't see those videos of me choking him out? No. Uh, he, wa- he wanted to roll. Oh. So we went out on the mats, and I was just, like, <laughs> dying laughing, and Jack's got video of it. Just cackling, dude, one. Just pretty much playing with this guy. He's a good dude. He just got too drunk, I think, and he just started ramming his mouth. And Jimmy, boy, Jimmy had one arm, dude, and he was getting ready to <laughs> fucking throw down with this guy. <laughs> So, it's been pretty good, man. Alcohol just, and jiu-jitsu don't mix well. Just been chilling. Chills. It works fucking great. I don't know what you're talking about. No. I had a ball. <laughs> not, not for those ones. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah, that's kind of how my week's been going. Nothing too crazy. Just ready to get back after it. I miss training, dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. The Your usual training. Our usual training. I guess I'm only there really for kind of half of it, basically, because you got your jujitsu, but mm-hmm. yeah. And you started something new. What's your that? Fast. Oh shit! Yeah, I did start a seven-day fast as of today. If you're wondering why he's drinking water and not a beer. Yeah, it's not gonna last long, hopefully. <laughs> but you know, I read a really good book on it today, and so I figured I'd give it a shot. I weighed 168 this morning. We'll see how I feel, how I do. I'll do some check-ins on my Instagram and stuff, but really just want to get off sugar, you know, mainly. I need to start drinking less. That's not good for recovery either, Mm -hmm. but baby steps. The drinking will come down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have my beer. What's your goal with that? Just to get shredsy, dude. Lose a little weight, lose some of that fat tone, but it's mainly like a willpower thing. Like how he talks about in this book like you just gotta like push yourself to that limit you know and you tell yourself like i'm gonna do this and when i say i'm gonna do something you know me i'm gonna fucking do it so just to force yourself to do this something different yeah brings out enlightenment and shit so 
like the first three days are supposed to be the hardest days, which I'm fully prepared for. And then I guess around like day four or five, you're start supposed to start to get like really good energy and like because your body starts going into ketosis. So mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I don't think I'm gonna have as much energy as I usually have, but I wanted to do this. I need to get off sugar. That's like my biggest problem. My diet is my biggest problem with my training. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, you know, like, I train enough. I train. So, I go to work at FedEx Monday through Friday. And I get off work at FedEx around 4 o'clock. I go straight to uh, jujitsu, And I teach little kids class from 4.15 till 6 o'clock. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays we have jujitsu at our gym. So... I go, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go right after kids class, I go and lift with the girls and Derek for like an hour. My three girls, the ones that I was talking about before. And then Mondays and Wednesdays, I don't have jujitsu, so that's when me, you, and Jake, and Derek go and lift. And then Fridays, I have competition classes, so I run two classes. I run adult competition class, and then I run ladies competition class ladies slash kids it depends on who shows up but and then saturdays i'm off but saturdays i go down and i train at compound from 10 to 11 and then i go if i can make it up i try and come and train up at ludwig's my home gym at noon and then sunday i go at 10:30 to go train at genesis and then I get back and I teach ladies class from noon to one and then Saturdays and Sundays I also have lifting mixed in there so you know I got a pretty fucking chaotic week every single week you're about to do this on an empty stomach too yeah let's not talk about that we'll we'll be okay we'll be okay we'll be miserable motherfucker we'll be okay it's gonna happen but yeah man I put a lot of fucking time into this craft and yeah. most people don't really like see it unless mm-hmm. they're here every day you know like I don't have free time dude Yeah, I get home I can chill and maybe play video games for like an hour and then go to sleep like every day mm-hmm. but I mean I love it I love the grind I love going hard Yeah, seeing what I, I'm a firm believer in your body will adapt or overcome you know like Bear grill style yeah man like don't get me wrong, rest is good and all, but rest days are kind of like a myth to me. Like, if you just keep working, you keep pushing, your body's going to just hit that point where it's like, man, this motherfucker's not slowing down. Like, I have to, like, pick it up and keep up with them, you know? So I'm, that's what I've been doing for the last three, four months, like, just going hard. Because I was training a lot before, but me and Derek decided that we were going to start lifting six days a week. So... Fridays are our only day off just because I teach comp classes mm-hmm. and I don't have time after the gym closes too soon, so we don't have time to lift on Fridays. But besides that, me and Derek are going six days a week, three days with you and Jake, and then three days with the girls. So, I mean, fuck, the grind never stops, dude. Yeah. That's what you got to do if you want to be a world champ. Yeah. See, now with my schedule being like it is, I'd should make it to most of those weightlifting sessions yeah, too. Yeah, dude. So, That's what yeah. I'm about. Yeah. No, that last when I was at my last job, I was fucking. You weren't getting out until six thirty. Yeah. Yeah. There were days like 
If I got off at 5.30, that was an early day for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Some days you didn't get home till 8, dude. Yeah. 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 That schedule sucked. <laughs> so I feel you there. But, yeah, no. This new one should be pretty dope, so. And uh, I came home and I chilled for a little bit. Took a little bit of a nap ski before we went to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I thrive off 30-minute naps. Yeah, that's what like, I did. Yeah, anywhere like I can get a 30-minute nap. nap in, yeah. dude, that, like, keeps me going. Yeah. Because I already run off, like, five hours of sleep, dude. Dude, those 30-minute naps, though, like, to me, like, you know those memes? It's like when you're jamming in your dreams, but it's your alarm going off, dude. <laughs> like, the last couple of days, that was me. Like, there's some, like, in my dream, I'm like, this shit slaps. And I wake up, I'm like, that's my alarm. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's a fun little tangent to go off of. Tell me about some of your wildest dreams, dude. Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, curveball. Yeah. Talk about curveball, some of my wildest dreams, dude. The most recent one, this shit was so funny to me. Uh, this is like a few months ago. But I had this dream that I was working with some government group. And we found out that the goddamn Russians were putting chemicals in these new, like, French toast sticks that were, like... Oh, you told me this stuff. <laughs> it was, like, a craze. Like, there's, like, these, like, frozen French toast... You were shell that dude. morning when you woke up. <laughs> Alright. So, yeah. Like, we found out that, like, Russians were, like, fucking with Americans. They were putting these chemicals in these French toast sticks. And I was, like, the head on this, like, group, like, that found it out. So, like, Trump called me in to have a meeting with him at the White House. So I show up, and, like, he takes me into, like, this weird, like, old, like, war room in the White House. And it just filled with, like, memorabilia from, like, past presidents and shit. And there's only, like, one small window in the back, and it's, like, shining, like, a little bit of light in. But it's just, like, dark and musty in there. And he's just, like, standing there, like, staring out the window. And he turns around and he's like, so tell me what's going on. And, like, I already had a plate of these French toast sticks heated up. And I'm, like, staring at him, like, dip it in syrup, take a bite. And I'm, like, they're putting chemicals in these goddamn French <laughs> toast sticks as I'm eating it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I felt like that oh, was badass or something. Dude. <clears throat> Remind me, have you ever seen the movie Undercover Brother? Mm-hmm. It's, like, when he, the chicken, the general's chicken. Yeah. Like, I gotta stop, dude. That's, like, what it was. That movie was so funny, dude. Yeah, I watched that this weekend, actually. <laughs> I was dying when he cuts the hole in the glass, and he's like, just tapping, tapping it, tapping it. The whole thing breaks, it's not the it's hole. Tapping for the hole. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a classic. Conspiracy Brother, Dave Chappelle. It's so funny. Dude. <laughs> I have some good dreams, but most of my dreams are pretty fucking... Like, I'm one of those guys, like, I forget a dream, like... The second I wake up, mm-hmm. I need I need like a dream journal desperately because mm-hmm. like I have some like fucking wild dreams, dude. But like within three minutes of waking up, I forget them. So. Yeah, I did a dream journal in high school uh, for my psychology class, mm-hmm. and like we only did it for like a week. But like the one that stuck out, it was another like random <laughs> shit one. Like you think the last one was fucking random. This one, I remember, like, there was, like, certain categories you had to look at, like, if it was, if your dream was in black and white, or color, mm-hmm. and, like, shit like that, <clears throat> like, it meant, I forget now, like, it was a while ago, but I was like, alright, so this one started in black and white, and it ended in color, but for some, I don't, 
there was a werewolf driving a lawnmower down my driveway. <laughs> oh, in dude, black and white. Are fucking nuts. This motherfucker was wearing overalls too, and I remember walking out like, "Should I be scared right now?" Or he was just kind of like, "Wait." pretty standard dreams like i'm a wolf running through a forest or something like that and then you not me have not me werewolf in under overalls riding a lawnmower <laughs> or i'm finding chemicals in the french toast sticks dude, dude. your shit's wild dude, dude yeah i've had some i've had like some really weird like what the fuck does that mean of like family members dying but they're still like around as ghosts mm-hmm. and stuff like that'd be another episode like all the ghosts stuff that you have paranormal. a lot of goals yeah. ghost stories yeah anyone that's been around like i can go on for a while with some <laughs> paranormal shit whether you believe it or not it's interesting no but no i've had like weird dreams like that to where i'm like i'll wake up like halfway traumatized like why did i just go through that <laughs> you know it's pretty dumb to like not believe in ghosts because mm-hmm. there's not really like as we talked about in our previous episode, like, there's multiple planes, dude. Mm-hmm. I think it's all energy. Yeah. Spirits get locked, trapped in mm-hmm. dimensions, dude, and they yeah. can't leave. Yeah. See, and I'm one that, like, when people talk to me about that stuff, when they're like, I don't believe in ghosts, I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'm never one that's like, I'm going to convince you why you need to believe in ghosts. Because I'm like, honestly, until you experience some of the shit, like, oh, you're yeah. probably not Absolutely. going to. Like, I remember when I was... And growing up, like, ever since I was young, like, I just remember little things that would go on and stuff. And I knew, basically, that, like, this isn't something that you can just explain. Mm-hmm. But, like, until I had, like, some really solid stuff, it was kind of like, is this, like, you know, do I really believe in this stuff? But I've seen some shit, heard some shit, felt some shit, and I'm like, you know. until no, you uh, 100%. Yeah, until dude. you experience stuff that you can't explain, like, you're not going to get it, but... It's... Like, I distinctly remember when I was a kid, we lived on this house in G Street in Salida, and I was, like, maybe six years old, and the way the house was set up, it was set up like a big-ass, like, circle almost, so, like, all the hallways, like, made, like, a rectangle, so you could, like, go through every room, and all the doors were open, and it was all hardwood floors. and I remember I was sleeping in my room, and my room was, like, in the middle of one of the corridors. And I, like, distinctly remember being asleep and hearing, like, children feet, like, running barefoot Mm -hmm. on the hardwood floor. And then they would, like, stop right by my bed and just stand there. Yeah. And I could, like, hear the breathing. And then I would, like, you know me, like, a little kid, I would just, like, covered up under the covers, like, just terrified. Mm -hmm. And then I'd finally, like, work up the courage to, like, throw the sheets off and, like, look, and there was nothing there. Yeah. And then... I'd put the covers back over my head and, like, try to go back to sleep. And then all of a sudden, right from the same spot, you just hear the feet just take off again and just run down the har- hardwood. Yeah. And then my mom would be like, because I would tell her, I'd be like, that shit's scary, mom. Come sleep with me for a night. And she'd, like, lay with me for a night. And then the same thing would happen and she'd hear it too. And really? we'd wake up the next morning and she'd be just cooking breakfast silent. And I was like, did you, did you, did you hear it? And she's like, I heard it, Dylan. And mm-hmm. she's like don't just think happy thoughts don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it yeah. but you could tell she was like freaked out by it too <clears throat> yeah that's the thing a lot of times you don't even need to be freaked out like it's not 
No, I wasn't. I think I rarely. I don't think it was a bad spirit or anything by yeah. that. I mean, it was like a curious kid, but mm-hmm. it was still just fucking freaky to a little six-year-old. Right, yeah. No, for sure. Like, just hearing a little child, like, breathing on the side of the bed right next to you. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. No. I, I remember one of my earliest ones. It was the same thing. I was probably, like, five or six, too. And for the longest time, I always thought this was just, like, my mind messing with me. But the house that we lived in at the time, it was in Arvada. Uh, I remember I, I used to get up, my parent or my room was right next to my parents' room. And so if I had to go to the bathroom or whatever, I'd just get up and use their bathroom. Like, it was the closest one. <clears throat> so I remember I got up one night, and I was, like, walking out. I always kept my door open. But, like, as I'm walking out, I, like, look at my door, and, like, this hand came out from, like, behind and, like, swiped at my face. Like, it was wild, and I, like, I still vividly can see, like, the hand. That's a little fucked up. Because it was, like, like, I could see details, like, on the hand, like, the veins, the fingernails, like, shit like that. I always saw it as, like, maybe just me, like, half in a dream still. But I remember, like, that hand came out, and I took off fucking running, dude. (laughs) Screaming at, like, the middle of the night into my parents' room. And they're like, what? And I was like... I guess trying to explain what happened. They like went in, they were looking around, there was like nothing. But yeah, I remember like scared the shit out of me. Have you ever had night terrors? Um, not really, no. I've had like two or three incidences in my life, but I distinctly remember another one where, well, I don't really exactly remember what happened, but all I remember is like, waking up screaming bloody murder like i had a dream like something was trying to take me into the tv right and i wake up screaming bloody murder dude and i am like completely under my tv like in the wires and stuff like entangled and my dad like kicks open the door because he thought like somebody broke in the house and like the tv was like like, you actually were when you woke up dude like i was under the tv stand like completely like wrapped up in cords and i was just like freaking the fuck out so i don't know if that was like i climbed under there sleepwalking because i used to kind of sleepwalk every Mm -hmm. once in a while i did too. and then like that turned into my dream or what but that shit was fucking wild dude my dad was like so shell-shocked about about it for like five days Hmm. it was fucking weird Uh, yeah that's wild and my sister would like always distinctly recount my sleepwalkings because like she'd have friends over like contessa or whoever was staying the night and they'd be sleeping in their room and i would just like throw open the door and just like start mumbling like fucking stepbrothers dude and shelby would be like oh he does this all the time and then i'd like sit on the bed the clown has no penis be like jibber jabbering and i remember one time i was talking about salad and i was like no i want a salad Shelby's like Dylan you don't even like salad and I was like I don't care I want a salad and I'm just like fucking just just straight straight step brothers right on the side of the bed just sitting there rocking freaked the fuck out of Contessa but Shelby was just dying laughing so I had lots of sleepwalking and well not lots but occasional Mm -hmm. and I had night terrors sometimes but yeah, I know when I was young, I slept walk a little bit because like I would wake up and my dad would be like carrying me back to my room, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> He's like, "You ended up in our bedroom again." <laughs> but nah, no, I never really had like sleep terrors. I've had like, ever had an out of body experience? Define out of body experience. So it's basically like, almost like you're 
soul, your like not physical being like coming up out of your body, like you can look down and see your body. My dad used to actually have these a lot. Astral projection? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I've had it a couple times. But. Yeah, I've had it a couple times too. Um, sometimes like you can see wild shit in it, mm-hmm. like kind of hallucinations, I guess. Yeah. But like there are times like I remember, like my dad used to before he got like on his sleep medication and stuff. He used to have like quite a few to where like he'd see some shit. But I remember this one time specifically, me and my mom were sitting out like in one of our living rooms. And we're just having a conversation. Dad was sleeping. And he came out, like, an hour later. And he's like, are you guys talking about this, that, the other? We're like, yeah. Like, could you hear us in there? He's like, no, I had an out-of-body experience. So, like, he straight up, like, floated up out, like, into there. Like, could see us talking. And he was trying to go into the other house that was on our property. Like, he made it all the way to the (laughs) other end. And then he, like, came back. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys... Look up out of body experiences or astral proje- projections. Like, what it's about super um, interesting. sleep paralysis? Have you ever experienced that shit? Uh, only with like the out of body experience. So like, you can't move when that happens. Yeah. yeah. So like, I remember I floated up. Like one of the first ones I had. Like I saw some weird shit. Um, I'll just talk about it. Like I remember like floating up and I like couldn't. All I could move was my head, really my like my neck. I could look side to side, but other than that, I like was locked. I couldn't move anything. But I remember like looking at my door, like my mom or someone walked by and then like i was looking up and it was like almost like i could see like like witch doctors or something Mm -hmm. shamans i heard the word like all of them say shaman to me like as i floated up and they all just like looked down they had like those masks and shit on and i was like i remember at first i was like oh shit but then i was like this is kind of (laughs) wild and then i like floated back down and they like stood up and like out of my vision mm-hmm. but like yeah that was like the first one i had i had like another one like not as like intense as that but i remember like kind of floating up and i was like oh shit it's almost like a roller coaster kind oh, of yeah. dude i used to get sleep paralysis a lot that's something that like regularly happened to me as a kid mm-hmm. and a lot of the times i would be like sleeping looking straight up and i would wake up and there'd just be like a black figure like hovering over mm-hmm. you you know mm-hmm. have you heard of like the shadow people and mm-hmm. shit Mm-hmm. All those, like, things. Yeah. That, I, I'm a b- firm believer in that shit. Or, like, I'd wake up and, I, like, I couldn't move my body, but I'd, like, look over and I, in the corner of my room I could see, like, something sitting in a chair mm. and just, like, staring at me. Because I had that. a chair in the corner of my room because I'd play video games in my chair and I'd right. put it in the corner. And I could just, like, see. It was, like, almost like a Nazgul, dude. Like, you couldn't really see their face. They just had, like, a black hood and they'd just be, like, sitting over there. It's the fucking witch king, dude. Dude, that shit's scary, bro. And it, it wasn't always, but that was when I would have my sleep paralysis at night. But I would have sleep paralysis, like, in the middle of the day. Because we used to drive back back and forth to Denver, make, like, road trips. And I'd fall asleep in the car. And then I'd, like, wake up, like, leaning up against the car. But, like, I couldn't fucking move, dude. And my mom's, like, literally driving. And I'm, like, looking at my mom, like please just like touch me do something to like wake me up and i'm like trying to move my fingers for like as long as possible but the thing about like sleep paralysis is you have to just like eventually just be like all right i'm not gonna move the more i fight it kind of accept yeah and then eventually it'll just go away and you can Mm -hmm. start moving and then i'd like sit up and i'd be like damn it mom why didn't you touch me and she's like what and i was like i was awake for like 40 minutes but i couldn't fucking move mom that's a long time dude it was terrible sleep paralysis sucked i'm so glad i grew out of that or whatever watch now i'm gonna have a fucking episode (laughs) tomorrow 
<laughs> Shit. But I mean, like, let's transfer into one of our funner topics. One that you brought up. We're going to have, like, a little s- segment on this occasionally. <laughs> it's called Who Fucks? Who Fucks? So you ever, like, <laughs> look at celebrities, fucking singers, all that shit, pro sports players, whoever, and you just wonder, like, how good they are in bed? Who lays it down? Yeah. Or who's just fucking terrible in bed? We know? go through this every once in a while. <laughs> We'll see, we'll have dinner and we'll just throw this shit down. Yeah, seriously. Dude, there's a bunch of good ones. Who's start? Start it off with one. Who do you think fucks, dude? Who do I think fucks? And I bet he gives himself a slap on the back afterward. Dude, I bet Peyton Manning just lays it down. A horse face? No, dude. Dude. Yeah, dude. So. He's got that confidence, bro. <laughs> yeah. That fucking book. I read your <laughs> new book. <laughs> Football good, training Football bad, good. training bad. Uh, nah, you know he, who... he might not, but he definitely is like, what do you think about that, huh? And they're like, mm. dude, Robert Downey Jr. fucks, and he's in character. Oh, definitely, every single dude. Time. Definitely, dude. He is Tony Stark in person. I bet that fucker. Like, has, like, a little Iron Man shrine right on the, his bedside, dude. I guarantee it's either the Tony Stark or uh, Sherlock Holmes version that just lays it down. <laughs> he just does the math in his yeah, head. Yeah, he's just quick. going through, like, what he's about to do. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Fucking. I bet Justin Bieber cries. Definitely. And definitely tries to serenade them. He probably lays it down for a solid five minutes and then just bursts. <laughs> Just like, I'm so sorry. They never stay over. They're like, I gotta go. He's like, I'm sorry I made you sign that paper. Non-disclosure agreement? Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard he makes him sign that? No. I wouldn't doubt it, though. I I heard that somewhere, yeah. Yeah. I bet Rihanna fucks, dude. Yeah. She probably throws it down, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's the flip side of the coin, like Cardi B, I bet she's just trash, dude. <laughs> Would she you think <laughs> she thinks she's so great in bed, I guarantee it. Ugh, that one that fucking annoys me. <laughs> just oh crap. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it? Oh crap. Guaranteed G easy fucks. I think that's a hard yes. I'm not feeling that one. You're not? Nah. <laughs> nah, dude. Nah. He gets so much thrown at him all the time. He's got to be semi-decent by now, like dude. Like, most of them do, though. <laughs> I heard somewhere that someone was but like... But he was like a fucking sex icon for, like, the longest time. I bet Tom Cruise goes over conspiracy theories while he's laying it down, dude. <laughs> he tries to convert them to Scientology. <laughs> yeah. There's probably, like, a brief moment where he's like, the earth is flat. (laughs) They're like, what? (laughs) Fucking. Brendan Fraser's the dark horse. (laughs) I bet he throws down. Probably throws down, dude. Imagine his George of the Jungle days. (laughs) Oh, my God. No wheeze in the juice, Brendan Fraser. No wheeze in the juice. 
I bet Pauly Shore was confused as shit. Dude, I think he still is, bro. What's he been doing with his life? Is he alive? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not like Carrot Top, dude. You think Carrot Top fucks? No. I bet he hate fucks, dude. I bet he's so mad the whole time. I bet he's so juiced up that his dick can't even get hard. <laughs> he, that's probably why he hate fucks. He's like, it's not working! <laughs> I swear this never happens. Don't touch my hair. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking. We all know Charlie Sheen lays it down. Oh, dude. Facts, bro. <laughs> And then he rails coke off their ass crack, dude. Dude. He's got one speed, one gear. Go. <laughs> That's an actual quote. <laughs> Charlie Sheen? Yeah. You ever look up, like, when he was all just jacked up and stuff? He's like, I was banging seven gram rocks and finishing them. Because that's how I roll. I got one speed, one gear. Go. <laughs> that's life mottos right there, dude. He's like, I am on a drug. It's called the Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Buster Rhymes? No, not at all. No? No. Waka Flocka, dude! <laughs> I saw him in concert. Did Have you? you seen his fucking huge ass gut, dude? He yeah. walks out with no shirt on? Yeah. That shit's fucking hilarious. In the, the Wild Boy music yeah. video, dude? <laughs> oh, bro, he came out for fucking Drake when I went to Drake. He opened... That shit was funny as hell. Jake, Drake cries after sex. I bet he lays it down. I bet he lays it down and and he's like throwing down some bars. Seven to ten minutes of his own personal time in the bathroom. He goes Degrassi mode afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Listens to Marvin's room in his bathroom. (laughs) I should call her. He's got a wheelchair in the corner. He just like goes and sits in it. Oh, bro. (laughs) That's a good one. Oh, shit. Drake. Dude, Tom Brady fucks. Probably. It's probably Tom Brady is excellent in ec- everything he does. It's probably life. on his, like, training regimen that he's got. <laughs> Tuesday night, 6 Tuesday to night. 6, 13. <laughs> 6, 12. Okay, respect the t- TB12. <laughs> Good for 12 minutes, baby. <laughs> you know, he wa- high-fives his wife after every time. Oh, he dumps like Gatorade Bowser's in my trousers. He dumps Gatorade on here, dude. He's like, can I make you a smoothie now? <laughs> I'm about to have one. He's all about that smoothie life. Dude. Yeah, he is. I heard on his pod, well, not his podcast, but I listened to Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. That was a pretty good episode. The GOAT, dude, that was right before he went to the Super Bowl. This year? Mm-hmm. Gronk, dude. You know Gronk You know fucks. he does. Holding you the fucking dented Lombardi trophy. <laughs> With the, yeah. <laughs> he's just got it, like, on his arm. like Dude, he's... I guarantee he has a party boy fucking Speedo. And he just wears, yeah. like, a leopard print on He just comes in house. dancing in the room with, <laughs> with yeah, the Lombardi trophy. With a football helmet on. <laughs> Let's do this! <laughs> oh. That's how he dented the Lombardi trophy. (laughs) (laughs) That video is hysterical. Anybody who hasn't seen that video, somebody throws a baseball bat or baseball at him and he uses the Lombardi Lombardi trophy (laughs) as a bat and literally dents it. And he's like, oh, and just like takes off running through the crowd. 
What about fucking Tom Brady when he was hammered getting escorted out? That might be like the most wholesome video that I've ever seen. That so funny, dude. He, he's just smiling. <laughs> Got him arm in arm and he's just I've seen like getting a walked out. total of like three people that were like not pleased with that and everyone else is like, this is the Tom Brady we want. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Was that before or after they were throwing the Lombardi Trophy? From that was boat after. To boat? <laughs> yeah, because they did like the whole boat parade down that canal, and oh. then he just got shitty on that boat. <laughs> that was his own boat. Like everyone else, like, like I guess a couple of them had their own, but he had like a two million dollar yacht that he was just like pointing at, and he's like, "All right, y'all ready?" <laughs> just tosses that Lombardi Trophy. Tom Brady is like one of my fucking biggest heroes, dude. He. He's got his fucking, like, life set. Dude, I used to hate Tom Brady because he was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I knew he was good. And I used to just hate it. Like, I was one of those. But now I'm like, the dude just wins, and I love it. No, dude, like, he takes pay cuts. Yeah. To literally, like... He's been doing it for years. Yeah, dude. dude. That's, like, champ status, dude. Yeah. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, yeah. get the best players. Like, I just want to win another fucking ring. <laughs> Peyton Manning was, like, pretty similar. Like, you never heard about them getting, fuck, huge contracts like these guys do now. Like, uh, Dak Prescott just got, like, $160 million contract. Yeah, and that's why the Cowboys fucking suck. Yeah, they suck for years. <laughs> that's besides the point. Fucking come at me. Yeah, no, but... Like, yeah, for years Brady's been taking pay cuts because he wants to keep guys around, keep guys on his team. He wants to pursue Odell Beckham this year, this upcoming year. They're like, as if he doesn't have enough weapons. (laughs) (laughs) He's got Antonio Brown, Gronk, Mike Evans. Uh, I forget what the fast little white dude's name is for Tampa Bay. Oh, shit, I have no idea. Yeah, he's got a couple other pretty good tight ends, too, and then he wants Odell. Like, Jesus Christ. How's the line? The line's pretty line? solid, yeah. Yeah. If it's Brady, they're getting the line, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> and then they had, I don't know if they're keeping the running backs that they had. They had two studs. I don't know if Leonard Fournette is coming back. He got cut from the Jags and then uh, got signed to Tampa Bay and stuff. And then in the playoffs, he just tore it up. Playoff Lenny is what they called him. <laughs> and then their other running back, like, he was a stud, too, in the playoffs, like, Tore it up. Their defense is nasty, also. Dude, don't Brady's sleep got on the Bucks. Fucking champions mindset, dude. Mm. Which brings us to a good tangent. Mm. Like he's a cleaner. What's some good? Nice. We can get into some books too. That's a good ass book. I was gonna say, what's some of like your goals and aspirations for your life? They don't have to be like crazy success or anything. Like <clears throat> what? would make Marcus happy in life. So, as you know, music's a big part Mm -hmm. of my life. I'm just a huge music nut anyways. But I've always, like, had that vision of being, like, on that, in that band, like, on that stage, like, in front of huge crowds. But it was never, like, a lot of people look at it as, like, that rock star afterwards like off stage like the fucking mansion the cars and stuff i'm like no i pictured like that crowd playing for something like that you know would be like awesome yeah dude like the very first red rocks concert i went to is actually slipknot but i'm like if i was (laughs) you know (laughs) but uh i was like if i was like 
up there playing at Red Rocks, like Red Rocks my, is dope. My dude. life would be made. Like mm-hmm. seeing like just the crowd, like turn around the crowd that I was in and stuff. I'm like, if I could play to something like that, like that'd be awesome, mm-hmm. you know. And it was like, you know, I would play music just for the love of it. Like I know you have to be like signed on a big ass label and have you know sell all these records to make a you know to be that rock star to have all that money and shit Mm -hmm. and stuff and i'm like i wouldn't that's besides the point like i just love music and stuff and i would love to just play that to where like music's helped me so much in my life to where like if i could do that for others too you know like that'd be awesome music's taking me out of some of my lowest points in Mm -hmm. my life yeah same music saved me and it's amplified some of the best moments of my life Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so i feel you there and i also feel you about just like the crowd aspect Mm -hmm. like jujitsu is not a very lucrative business there's not money in jujitsu but like being on a world championship stage having a world championship match dude with Mm -hmm. like fucking 30 people 30,000 people fucking yeah just cheering for me dude that is what i aspire for yeah that is like my all-time goal yeah is to just fucking win a world championship dude Mm -hmm. and just have tons of people watching me dude like you know me the more people who come to watch me compete the better i perform yeah you put on a show yeah i'm all i'm that's why gary tonin is my favorite grappler because he he doesn't care about like winning on points or nothing he's going for the kill every single time he's trying to get that submission you know right and that's like that's how i aspect my jujitsu you know Mm -hmm. i don't give a fuck about wrestling or points like i care about tapping you out and getting the win that's why i like the fight to win format because a lot of the time when you get to the main card it's no time limit submission only Mm -hmm. and that's like perfect for me that's what i want to do i want to see who can go the longest without getting tapped Mm -hmm. and if i get tapped i get tapped But, but like it's part of the territory. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the greatest things about jujitsu is being humble, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll get caught in something you've never seen before. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Mm-hmm. Show me that again. Yeah. Which is, that's cool. Like, I've seen you do that at some of your tournaments. Like, after the matches, you're like, show me what you just did. Yeah. yeah. And I've been on the flip side of that, too, mm-hmm. where I've got people in, like, weird-ass bicep slices, yeah. and they're like, right after that match, <clears throat> they pull me to the side, they're like, can you show me what you just did real quick? And yeah. That's, that's fucking awesome, dude. It's yeah. so fun to just, like, be a part of that community, dude. Mm-hmm. One thing I thought was cool, uh, that tournament I went to of yours where I got, like, the little coaches pass to go down on the floor with you. Mm-hmm. Remember you did the, uh, um, that open tournament, like, the open weight class one? Mm-hmm. And the dude that beat you in the final, that big dude that yeah. was just, like, sitting on you and shit? Yeah. But, like, and he... I was so dead because yeah. I had, like... 14 matches yeah you're like fuck it let's go on that last one you're like just get this over with yeah but he had you you need a minute i was like yeah no i'm not gonna win let's go he he had you in that lock for like a fucking minute until like Mm -hmm. the time expired and stuff but i remember like afterwards what was cool is he was showing you how to get out of it yeah and stuff like you weren't necessarily like show me anything he was like yo let me show you like how to beat that like smaller guy on a big guy you know yeah. and shit like that was cool i thought the jiu-jitsu community is fucking wonderful dude yeah i love everything about it yeah but yeah it's it's a lot of fun to like go out there and just fucking put on a show dude mm-hmm. and like it's cool that i'm getting to the point now that people are like pulling me to the side and they're being like you're dylan Dewberry, right and like i'm not nothing crazy but mm-hmm. it's cool like local tournaments like people actually know who i am yeah. and shit now 
Yeah. So like it's that just one kid asked for your autograph. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I still got him on my Instagram. Do you? I, I think his name's Jacob. Yeah. He was my number one fan, dude. Yeah. I, I gave him that medal that yeah. day. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I gave him one of my gold medals because I got two golds and a silver. Mm-hmm. And he was just my first fan ever. He yeah. Was like. Mm-hmm. I love you, man. He's like, I've seen you at like the last three tournaments, and you always crush it. Like you, go, yeah. you don't matter like who you go up against, the big yeah. guys, the little guys. Yeah. He's like, they followed you around. That getting tournament. after it, yeah. Yeah. So like when I finally got off after that loss right there, I just got all three of my medals <clears throat> to go take pics, and I just took that gold off and gave it to him. Yeah, you and found he, him to take a picture. Yeah. Like, Here I'm giving this to you. He was ecstatic, dude. Yeah. And that shit just warms my heart. Yeah. That's like. Money's never been the option for me. Mm. Well, not option, but goal. Yeah. My goal's always been to just, like, be a good leader, be a good example for people, you know? Mm -hmm. Help people. That's why people probably think on my Instagram post how I, like, post me working out and shit all the time. Like, I'm just being cocky or something. But, no, like, I'm trying to, like, inspire people Mm -hmm. to, like, do more with your life. There's always something more you can work with, you Mm -hmm. know? There's always a bigger mountain to climb. When yeah. I get to the top of said mountain, I'll find a bigger mountain, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you always got to fucking push yourself to go find bigger and greater things in life. And I just want to, like, encourage people to do that. And I'm a, I'm a leader by example. I don't like to, like, just tell people how to do shit. Like, I'll show people how to do shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, it'll the money will come. It'll all come. It'll yeah. all work out as it's supposed to. Yeah. But you got to just... You gotta just keep putting in that time, doing your best to be a good example and to be the best person that you could possibly be. You know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, that's how I am. I'm like, like I said, I wouldn't. With with, with the music stuff. Yeah, I don't want to do it for like the money. Yeah. You know, and like some of the best artists out there that like I follow and stuff, like they're not in it for the money. Corey <clears throat> Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, if I could live comfortably, like that's amazing. but if i could do like travel around and like play those type of shows and shit like that'd be awesome nothing big i just want like a dinky little house in my own dojo dude yeah and i already like talked to a lot of people about it like i'm gonna have like a kids class program but like for underprivileged kids who can't afford to train you know that'd be cool so i'm gonna have like once a month they gotta like I'll have a list of books for them to read and they'll have pick one book and you have to give me like a book summary on it. You don't have to like, it doesn't have to be crazy long or nothing, but I want kids to like, cause that's one of the best things about jujitsu is you train your body, your spirit and your mind all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it's good spiritually for you. It uplifts you. It's great for your body, obviously. <laughs> and then it's your mind. Like you have to outthink the other person. And I want, kids to not just think of it as like i'm gonna kick this kid's ass blah 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 it's human chess yeah i want them to it's the wizard's chest <laughs> i want them to uh expand their minds in more aspects than just jujitsu so i'll offer them free training as long as they give back to me you know mm-hmm. and even like college and high school kids if they like help out cleaning around the gym and shit like that i'll give them like massive discounts or let them train for free like the money's not I just need enough money to keep the lights running, you know? Yeah. The rest I'm planning on giving back to the community, and I plan on traveling a lot and sharing my art a lot because I'm already starting, even at Purple Belt, to develop, like, my own style Mm -hmm. and to have, like, a different style than most people in jiu-jitsu. So 
it's cool that like black belts and brown belts and stuff when I go to open mats and they ask me how I'm doing stuff it's cool dude it's mm-hmm. really cool so like yeah. I have no doubt by the time I'm a black belt I'm just gonna be a fucking wizard mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have so much content to just go around and do seminars you know yeah and that travel dude like I can't wait to travel mm-hmm. go to world stages all over the world yeah like ADCC is coming up this next year and I'm gonna try out for the trials because you have to win the trials to get into the ADCC. Mm-hmm. So they have like eight trials around the world. No. They have 12 trials around the world, and then they have four invites that they save, which are usually held for like previous champions, shit like that, number one contendants, stuff like that. And then otherwise, you have to win the trials to get there. And then ADCC is the best 16 in that weight class in the world. So it's like the Olympics, dude. They have it every two years. I was going to ask you if there was any, like, tournaments for that coming up, like, because of COVID shut a lot of that shit down. It got postponed. It was supposed to be this year. Or not this year. Yeah, this year. It was supposed to be 2021. But now they're holding the trials in 2021, and it won't be until 2022. Hmm. So keep a lookout for me. 2022, I'm going to start popping off, dude. I'm going to go to West Coast Trials. But, I mean, you literally have to win. That's the only way. So Where's that at? The uh, trials. West Coast is in Cali, and then East Coast is in New York. That's where the trials are? Mm-hmm. And then they have them all over the rest of the world, like <coughs> Brazil, China, Japan, mm-hmm. all sorts of shit. There's like 12 of them, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because it's the top 16 all from all over the world. And like I said, they have the four invites Right. for each division. Yeah. That's dope. But the weight divisions are suck. In ADCC, you have to make weight every single day. So it's a three-day tournament, and, like, mine would be either 77 kilograms, which is, like, 170 pounds, or 66 kilograms, which would be 145 pounds. And I'm, like, 165, so I'm right in the middle. I'd either be a really tiny 170-er, or I would have to cut a shit ton of weight to get to 145. But the thing about if I cut to 145, I'd have to hold 145 for three days, so, like, I couldn't make weight. And then just, like, put on all the weight like these UFC fighters do. You have to maintain that weight all three days. So, like, I would just be starving for the whole weekend. Mm. Yeah, that's not good. So, yeah. Let's get you on a cycle. I'm on a predicament. We'll see. Let's juice you up, dude. Shit, boy. Sign me up. seen that. What was it? What was that movie we just, that documentary? Icarus, dude? Icarus, yeah, dude. That's a good-ass movie. Let's get you on Yo, if you haven't watched Icarus and you have anything to say about... Or any, like, interest about steroids or what they can do, watch Icarus. It's fucking wild. It's about this, like, uh, documentary guy who, he's, like, a really good cyclist. And he does one cycle, or he does a cycling tournament clean. And then he dopes to the gills for, like, a year. And then he goes and does another tournament. And then he gets in cahoots with, like, the Russian head... He's, like, the head of the drug administration in Russia, and he, like, essentially just, like, gives them a step-by-step process yeah. of how to cheat. With, with, with their Olympic testing, because, like, those Russians have been dirty for years. Yeah, so. dude, and then it, that, that's what it gets into. Like, after his tournament, the Russian dude, they actually, like, use this documentary as, like, evidence, and they ban Russians from competing in the Olympics. Yeah. And it's fucking crazy, dude. Putin hits out a puts out a hit on this guy and it's it's just wild if you want like 
something crazy that's going to just have your jaw drop, watch that movie. It's really good. Speaking of which, there needs to be a juiced up Olympics. Absolutely. I want to I wanna see what the human body has got. How high can a human being jump? Seriously. <laughs> Fucking put him up against the emu in a race, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... He might have just beat up four people before he showed up, but goddamn that long jump, though. <laughs> Broke the record by 11 feet, dude. That men's 4x4 four four was record-shattering. <laughs> Alright, we're getting pretty low on time, so it's time to jump to our first titty bar tale. Let's get into it. We're, we've been talking about it. It's time. It's time. We're here, dude. Y'all are here for it. We're here for it. So, when was your first time ever at the titty bar? First ever experience? Yeah. We went to Players. Uh, it's like a little club off of Federal there. Uh, I went with my brother-in-law. We are just talking one night, and he like kind of brought it up. I'm like, yeah, I've never been. He's like, what? So, uh, we got permission, and we went that night. It was... It was honestly pretty fun. It, it was funny shit, too. Like, we got there, and, uh... Alright, no. This isn't racist, but I'm gonna get into this part. It, it started off, it was just, like, all Mexicans in this place. And I'm like, yo, these guys just got off work. They're spending their paycheck. Oh, like, yeah, half of them still had, like, their construction vests on. <laughs> but I, I remember, like, there's this... No dress code, obviously. No, dude. No. It's... We were like, all right, should we go to classy or trashy? We're like, let's find in the mid-tier there. <laughs> Mid's leaning a little more towards trashy. Like, it was a good time. Uh, yeah, I know we got there. There's this one stripper that basically followed us around, like, all night. And she just gave us her life story. If you guys have never heard a life story from a stripper, you're missing out. Because, like, <laughs> good God. They man. all got a story. Oh, dude, it is so funny. She's talking about her baby daddy and, like, her child all night. Oh, yeah. And, we're just like, and the daddy issues thing is 100% true. Oh, yeah, they for sure. They all have daddy issues. Yeah, dude. Uh, and, and, like, she progressively got more drunk during the night. But, like, she would just randomly pop up out of nowhere. And we're like, oh, hey, how are you doing? She's like, I was just thinking about my kid. I'm like, oh, okay, how old is your kid? He's Easy three. Sparkle. Yeah. Dude, she was funny. And then, like, she was talking about her boyfriend was, like, or her baby daddy was, like, some Samoan MMA fighter and stuff. And she's like, I seen him knock fools out. She's like, but you see that redheaded bouncer behind you guys? There's this dude, this, like, strapped up redheaded dude, this, like, mean looking ginger. And she's like, that dude's a bad motherfucker. She's like, my baby daddy came in here and started talking all this shit and, like, was threatening people. She's like, that dude fucked him up. <laughs> like, not ten minutes later, I hear, like, some commotion behind me. And this bouncer has got a guy in each arm, like, <laughs> carrying him. Like, throws him through the first door. There's, like, two doors to get into the club. Throws him through the first one, takes a step back, and, like, loads up and comes through. And you just hear, ba-boom, and tackles him through the, the front yeah. door. And, like, the, the bouncer that was, like, checking people that was coming in, he was just standing there like, another night? Uh, <laughs> and, like, Ginger comes walking back in, like, walking like Shaggy from That used to be my favorite part about working at the strip club, dude. Bouncing nights. 
when shit would just pop off. Yeah. Just crazy ass fights, dude. And I was the littlest dude in there, and I would just jump on a guy's back, just rear naked choke. <laughs> and I'd be like, Steve! Steve! Get this guy! <laughs> One of those big ass bouncers would just come and yoke him up, dude. I've seen full on, like, 20 on 20 construction workers fighting just like you said fights at the strip club are the best yeah there's this one dude that showed up in there and like he thought he was like a hot shot like he put like this like giant brick of uh ones down it was like seriously like this tall and he would just like leave it on that stage and he would just like randomly like come around like grab a handful and just like toss it at some girl (laughs) and stuff and like every girl like the girls that were dancing were all you know liked it but like that chick that kept talking to us she's like He's so full of shit. Like, he's a regular in here. She's like, he thinks he's balling. This motherfucker lives at a hotel. <laughs> like, she was just airing him out to dry. It was so funny. And, like, he would come over to her and, like, try talking. She's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, he got so pissed. Oh, yeah. We thought we were going to... I thought I was gonna, we were going to get in a fight. Because uh, my brother-in-law was talking to some dude at the bar. Like, it progressively, like, switched, like, through the night from, like, it was all Mexicans. Like, all black dudes in there. And there's this one that was at the bar, and, like, I saw him, like, talking to my brother-in-law, and he was getting all loud, like, getting, like, in his face, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, it's about to go down, like, what's going on? And he was like, Google my name, Google my name, I got away with murder, and I'm like, what's going on right now? And, uh... Uh, so, like, he turns to me, I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know, he's getting all riled up about his prison history. And then he bought his all shots. The dude bought his all, like, Jaeger bombs or some shit. Oh, that's pretty standard. Yeah. And we're like, oh, okay. So then he was, like, dapping us all up and stuff. But I'm like, shit, I thought we were gonna get in a fight. I'm like, we're gonna have to, like, go up against this dude and his, like, four homeboys that he's got with him. And, and then we're gonna have to... A couple fights, dude. I was like, then we're gonna have to deal with Ginger Bouncer. That was what's freaking me out. I'm like, I don't want Ginger Bouncer to... Chop block, fucking dude. Hit him Ray, in the knees. Ray Lewis my ass out that front door. I was like, shit. <laughs> but no, that was my first... It was funny as shit. Like, yeah. I don't even think I remember my first strip club. Shocker. I think my first one was in Wyoming. When I was working fucking flooring, mm. and my boss took me, and I'd never been. And he kind of taught me the whole stripper etiquette that I've passed on to generations now. In Wyoming? Yeah. Was there a full set of teeth in that place? Or what? Uh, <laughs> debatable. <laughs> I think there was a gold tooth in there. <laughs> but you... we actually got him to come back to the hotel. That shit was fun. <laughs> gold tooth? <laughs> Not gold tooth. Just another one. She's $2 extra. But I mean... Our first titty bar tale. Our first titty bar tale. I don't even remember how it came up, dude. Like, So, okay, I remember I was at the gym that day. Uh, I was just by myself, and I was headed back. I remember I was turning off of Sheridan onto 104th, and you called me. And you were like, yo, I'm calling an audible tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was at old Chicago with my boy Jake. Yeah, who was Jake. Yeah, and we were fucking having some beers, and I can't remember. He said something, and I was like, let's just go to the titty bar, dude. And he's like, no, bro, I can't go to the titty bar. And I was like, why the fuck not? Like, any time to go to the titty bar is a good time to go to the any titty bar. Any time's a good time. And he's just like, I mean, do you think Marcus would go with us? And I was like... I know for a fact if I called Marcus right now, he would be like, I'm down. Because I was talking you up all night. And he was like, 
all right, if he if he says yeah, I'll go. So I literally put it on speakerphone at the bar. Yeah, because I, I could hear him. I could hear him laughing. And you were just exactly what you just said. <laughs> you were like, what's up? And I was like, yo, I'm calling an audible tonight. <laughs> and you got all worried. You're like, what? And I was like, we're going to the titty bar tonight. And you were just like, oh, word. When what time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, what time? What time? I just died laughing. Yeah, I, I was like, I told laughing. you. I told you you'd be down. <laughs> and we're like, all right. So we're doing it. So we fucking loaded up, got to the house. I think we you st- met me at my place, right? Yeah, we yeah. started pre-gaming pretty hard. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not fuck. It's expensive to drink there, so I was like, yeah. let's fucking pregame, boys. Mm-hmm. Did we Uber over there? No, I drove. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I drove. Oh, yeah, because that's the top that's, right. Yeah. Okay, continue, continue. <laughs> yeah, no, so we go there. I remember I'm like, Jake I'm, was a little late. Yeah, and I'm like gassing you up the whole time. I'm like telling you all our fucking tips, dude. I'm like. Speaking of which, I wrote down the tips. All of them? A, a fairly good list. Okay. I, I had someone ask me for some etiquette. Why not throw it on the podcast? All right. This is strip club Bible, ladies and gents. Mm. Take right. it to the bank. Write it down if you've never been. Listen to it. If you've it's never been, tips. just hit me up. Like I'll gladly yeah, take you. Yeah, go with us. If you've never <laughs> been, yeah, we've, we've we've taken I've a few virginities. Literally caught a strip club on fire one night. That's a, that's another story. <laughs> Continue. All right. First things first, especially for anyone that goes there and just blows a paycheck, just go there and hang out. Like, we've never went there Facts, to oogle over girls or to, like, blow money or anything like that. That was like the that. first thing I told you. Yeah. We go there and hang out. Uh, Platinum 84. Was before, like, just ignore them, dude. Yeah. Just have fun yeah. and hang out. Yeah. Pre-COVID, uh, the one that we always go to, Platinum, had... Uh, pool tables yeah we just play pool like damn near all night yeah so yeah go there hang out have fun like if you're one of the boys go with your boys just hang out don't have to be a boy either don't have to be the boy the, the, the girls have so much fun there oh dude yeah <clears throat> pace yourself with the spending all right <laughs> pace yourself dylan work for it pay attention dude quentin <laughs> <laughs> we've had a couple that blown <laughs> He's can well over four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, easily, fast too. It wasn't no, yeah. Uh, I remember Kento, dude, at the one when the shit sh- strip club caught on fire, dude. He would literally like, he would be so fucking mad throwing the money out, and then he'd like disappear. And we would just be like raging, having fun, and then he'd show up with like another stack of like two hundred, and he'd be like, "Bro, we gotta go! Like, stop. I can't stop. Stop! We it. gotta stop!" And I was like, "Kento, like, give me your card." And he's like, "No, bro." And he'd like throw that, and then like, sure as shit, he'd go spend like ten more minutes. We he'd be down at the bar, and then he'd come up with like another two hundred, and he's like. I'm fucking serious, guys. We gotta go. Like, we can't do this no I more. I got a problem. <laughs> then, like, shortly after, I got kicked out. But yeah. Anyways, continue. Your list. Again, those girls are there to make money. It's their job to try to get you to go in there and have private dances. They don't like you. Yeah, no, they don't like you. They're not trying to sleep with you. Uh, Don't fall for it. It's not illegal to say That's no. That's not a golden rule, though. I've got plenty of strippers to come home. 
you just gotta know how majority to play, of right? the time that's like pro tips though. yeah that's so we'll, we'll get, th- those are advanced yeah. tips these are starters okay <laughs> yeah this starters. is a good starter it's, list it's, it's not illegal to say no to these strippers <laughs> Facts, all right dude and like it at first, I was kind of more like, oh, you know, maybe later. Now I'm just straight up like, no, no. Dude, you're hard with Next. the nose real quick. I know, yeah. Yeah, I've turned into but that But then one. again, you have some odd taste when we go to the strip club. Listen. I will pick out some rowdy ones, and I will, like, slap Derek, and I'll be like, this is just Marcus's type. And sure enough, <laughs> Marcus you... goes <laughs> jaunting over there, dude, just starts slapping hey, it down. Hey, dig what you dig, okay? Hey. Everybody's got preferences. No dude. shame. I All just right. know your style to it, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. I'll be like, Marcus, that's your girl. And yeah. you're like, you right? You yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I got yours down. You got like two different types that are like. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Not like opposite ends of the spectrum, but like kind of. Kind of. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like I like the skinny, white, pale, dark hair, tattoos. Yeah. Those like just damaged girls. Mm-hmm. And then I just like them thick curvy booty lesbian or not <laughs> they're all lesbians they're all lesbians. latinos i was gonna yeah. say <laughs> yeah i was gonna say them thick mexicans you like or the skinny little white yeah, girls dude. yeah yeah the thick lesbians <laughs> not not wrong either oh god 90 percent of strippers are lesbians mm. hard facts spaghetti lesbians <clears throat> what's a spaghetti lesbian straight until you're wet Again, it's not legal to say no. <laughs> Unless you absolutely, like, pick that girl, like, they're all going to try. As, and don't make eye contact with them. Too much eye contact. As soon as you do, it's just, oh. you got a fish on the hook. Yep. Unfortunately, you're the fish. That's when you tell them you work at tracks. Yeah. They usually, <laughs> they usually leave. <laughs> yeah, you just got to throw them a Shout a out to ball. Dirty Durs. Yeah, <laughs> that, that'll be in another episode. <laughs> Uh, again, pace yourself on spending. And when you're going there, you're going to go there to have a good time. Remember, two drinks and some water. It's a good doobie rule. I say rule. that all the time. It's a good doobie rule. Two drinks and a water, dude. Two That'll keep you going water. all night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pace yourself with spending. I'm going to say it like six times because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we said, we've seen some people blow some Yo, I got stacks. another one to add on to that. What? Save your private dances for the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. You spend all night, you scout, it down. you scout them out. You find the one that you're digging. Don't make eye contact, like you said. You just side-eye them a little bit. You're like, all right, that's the one you want. And then at the end of the night, if you got $40 left and you don't plan on taking it home, get a private. By all means, mm. privates are... A ball. That's when I get most bricked up, dude. Got that. That one you've been eyeballing on, right? Amari. Mm. The thick one? The Yee Yee girl? Yeah. Every time, because when I come in this strip club, it's always Yee Yee! (laughs) (laughs) This one stripper, this baddie that I just fell in love with, dude. She started calling me the Yee Yee boy. (laughs) So I would literally, we'd show up to that club and. Like, I would see her walking on the other side, and I'd be like, check it out, Marcus. Yeah, yeah! She would just start looking around, and she'd see me. She'd be like, oh! She'd like, run over, dude. Dude, the first night, she's like, you're not from here, are you? Fuck <laughs> like, no, dude. She's like, no one around here does that. Oh. She's like, this hillbilly motherfucker. So back to our story. Oh. 
So we show up. We show up. It's amateur night. Remember that? Yes. That was the first night? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, because yeah, Jake was... was late, so he didn't see the end of amateur night. Yeah, dude, and we showed up like the last dance of amateur Yeah, it was night. like the last dance or two, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's two of them on that stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the last dance. And then they lined them all up on the stage. Mm. So the way amateur night works is all the girls dance, and then they line them up at the end of the stage, and you hoot and holler for whoever you thought was the most. So they line them all up, and like the first three get chicks get like pretty decent cheers and shit. And I'm already, like, three shots deep, getting a little shitty. And then they call out this next one, this poor girl, and not a fucking... Poor girl. Not a fucking single person in this whole club makes a noise. And it's dead-ass silent. I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, y'all a bunch of assholes! And I was just like, let's go, baby girl! And I just started going nuts, and then everybody just, like, jumped in on it. That was that was the golden ticket for the night, dude. Yeah. All the girls loved us after that. Yeah. But I, I distinctly remember how silent that shit was when they called. Yeah. It, it was fucking crickets, and I was like, <laughs> "Really?" And Dylan's like, "Y'all are some assholes." Oh, bro. And then we just proceeded to get shit nailed. Yeah. Playing pool, dude. Same yeah. thing. We would just put like we we would cash out all our ones or like get all the ones, and we just like set the wad right there on the pool oh, table yeah. and stuff. That's what gets them to come over and hang out with mm-hmm. you. Like, you don't need to chase anything if you do that. Nope. So we were just having some fun, playing some pool. You get almost getting drugged into privates. Almost, <laughs> and I would yeah. I grab you by the arm and I'd be like, Marcus. That was what I was like. Think about this. And you're like, but she's nice and she wants to dance. And I was like, do you want to dance from her? And you're like. There I kind of want to dance from her, and I was like, "Then no." Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. There was, yeah, there was one. That I'm like, I don't know. She's, she's all right. She's nice, but there, I think there was one of the weird chicks that you would call out. And oh stuff. yeah. I was like, I'm eyeballing that one. Definitely the weird <laughs> ones, dude. And I was like, okay, okay. And I'd be like, baby girl, come here. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Immediately she just jumped over. What's up, honey? I was like, this is my boy Mojave. He's looking to have fun tonight. <laughs> Dude, I remember Jake. I don't know why I remember this so vividly. He had that Pennywise, the clown shirt mm-hmm. on, and shit. I don't know why, like that. It was like, because that's the first time I met him. I'm like, this motherfucker's rolling in the strip club with the Pennywise shirt on. <laughs> oh, he was trying to. Uh, uh, like... Which strip dress? How you dress doesn't matter at the strip club. Yeah. Because I've gone in total non-peacock, like, t-shirts and jeans, some cowboy You went in boots. in sweats that one time. <laughs> yeah, don't give a fuck. And then literally I've showed up in suits, like, whatever you're feeling that night, you yeah. just, you rock that shit out, dude. Yeah, just have, have fun. Have fun with have it. Have fun. Whatever you're wearing. Yeah, and I remember he was like, there was like the one girl that was trying to just get us to throw money, and Jake was like, listen, you're, you're trying hard, you're doing good. I respect it. I'm here to support your college fund or whatever he was saying. Dude, and we just kept getting five for five, four or five for 25 shots. Yeah, dude, we were getting shitty. Those little fucking test tube shooters that they were bringing by were mm-hmm. like, yo, let's, let's get one of those. Yeah. All night Smoking I was like. fucking menthol cigarettes with the strippers and the fucking I for, Dude, I forgot about that. Yeah, they had the bucket of menthols out there. fucking us up, dude. <laughs> I was just like, give me another one. Let's go have another cigarette. So we we just proceed to just get hammered. And uh, 
me and Jake go to the bar, and Marcus goes to the bathroom. He's like, I gotta piss. And he goes to the bathroom. I broke the seal early. And, uh, we're at the bar, and we're getting drinks. And I shit you not, they're on opposite ends of the entire strip club. Like, club. 200 feet away. And I just hear, Doobie! Loud as fuck. And, like, everybody in the club just, like, stops what they're doing. And looks over at Marcus, and he's... Fucking just just waddling out of the bathroom, standing there with this big old grin on his face. He's like, "I'm fucked up," and everybody's just like, "Oh!" Like just got beer in hand. (laughs) Uh, I will never forget that as long as I live. That's like my favorite quote from you. I forgot how far you were. Dude, opposite ends of the club, bro. (laughs) Doobie. And that poor bartender was like, he needs some water and i was like he needs about three more shots dude we were full on range so we uh ended up it's it got like late and they were starting to shut down and i still had like 35 dollars left but i didn't want to get a private so i remember distinctly do you remember when i fucking Molly whopped that chick in the face with the last of my money as we were walking out. Yeah. I was like, Marcus, let's go. I'm pissed drunk, dude, like stumbling out. And there's this girl spinning on the pole, on the bottom of the pole, and she's like looking up, shaking her heels. And I literally just fucking right through the V of her legs, smack her in the face as hard as I fucking could with like the last of my money. Like, the bar- bouncers get up, and I'm like, I'm leaving, motherfucker. And You're like, I'm gone. Like, just stumble out, and oh. we get out in the parking lot, and I'm like, we need to get an Uber. <laughs> okay, like, listen, something about this club... <laughs> When you're inside, at least when I'm inside of it, I feel like I'm only a little buzzed <laughs> until we hit the double doors walking out, and I'm like, I'm fucked up. Not that night, dude. You're like, I can drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, should we call an Uber? I'm like, I'm good. I can drive. I'm literally, like, blacked out at this point, like, falling asleep, standing up. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you drive. <laughs> so we get in your car. Yeah. We get As soon as I put it in reverse, I'm like, oh, I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, distinctly, as soon as we started moving, like, oh, no, this isn't good. This is not good. Uh, sorry, Mom and Dad, for this one. Oh, God. So Don't drink and drive, kids. Don't drink and drive. This was, this, someone was looking out over us that night. I was, you were. No, someone was speaking through you, because this motherfucker. I was out cold, shotgun. Like, yeah, he shotgun, face. Snoring. Pra- face pressed against my, my window. <laughs> Just fucking out. And I'm headed back down. Hauling ass. Hauling ass down 84th. (laughs) And I'm going to, like, take a left at these lights. And the lights start to turn and stuff. And I'm like, I'm fucking sending it. I'm, like, hitting the gas. And then, like, I I see see a truck at the light. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm pissed drunk. And I'm like, is that a cop? And this motherfucker from <laughs> the dead, I'm pretty sure it was something. I was speak- out cold. There was some some angel was speaking through you, just possessed you for about three seconds. Like face from the window just popped up. Was like that's a cop, and then boom, right, right back, back down, out, right back into the window. And I just slam on the brakes. Yeah, and it's like it was red. It was red, red, and that cop just like. Turned up, like, onto 84th from where I was going to turn, dude. Oh, it was, that was bad. That was close. That was real. And then we were like, let's go to Taco Star. 
and I like wake you up and I'm like, give me directions to Taco Star. <laughs> and you're pissed drunk trying to like go through Google Maps and stuff. We took like, <laughs> we passed it like three fucking times. <laughs> it says it's right here, dude. Yeah. You're like, no, I'll keep going. It's a little bit further up. And they're like, oh shit, it's redirecting us. <laughs> We finally get out, and the it's like two in the morning, and the line for Taco Star is like almost out onto the street. And fucking, you got out and like walked up to the front. And you're like, y'all gonna be taking orders? <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I had Taco Star. Bro, Taco Star's a fucking heaven. It's the go-to when you're, when you're just yeah. shit nailed. Them carne asada fries, dude. Mm. I mean, that was a fucking fun-ass night. I'm pretty sure Jake almost got in a fight with somebody when we were out smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I think so, too. And I was dick drunk, and I was just like, leave him alone. He doesn't know anything. He can't fight. <laughs> Jake's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> got all upset. Oh, that was good times, dude. Good time. That First of our titty bar tales. That one was one of our mellower ones, too. But yeah, dude, yeah. That... Fucking quote, bro. As long as I live, that's gonna be. <laughs> Do me! I'm fucked up! I might make a shit. Was that. Was Sassy Cassie there that night? No. no I haven't seen her. Because you wanted it. Yeah. You wanted it. I was it. like, if the midget's there, <laughs> getting a dance. Bro. <clears throat> I don't think I got a private dance that night, but you got one or two. Mm, I don't know. I might have gotten one. You got the the weird looking one. Did I? I, was like, I yeah, did. That's I you, did. Dude. Yeah. She had the mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it colored too? She looked like Bologna, dude. <laughs> Came in with their fucking hammer. It's like, all right. Fuck, dude. And that was when I met the uh, blonde. Remember? That one that just had so much attitude. Yeah. She yeah. was just being such a bitch to everybody, yeah. and I was like, Marcus, you want to see some magic? <laughs> and I was like, this girl's gonna just fall in love with me. Watch. And then she tried to come over while we were playing pool, and I wouldn't give her the time of day. And I was just such a dick to her. Sure as shit, dude. She gave me your number, gave me your Instagram. And then we fucking just started chilling, and then, like... That was a fake number. Yeah, no. It wasn't. It wasn't? That was the one who messaged me back. No, you're thinking of the, uh... What was her name? Rose? The dark-haired one? She had, like, long dark hair, and she wore the red lingerie. That's the one who gave me the fake number. That was a different time, though. But wasn't the blonde the one that gave you, like, the next time, like, I no, actually yeah, recognize you? No, yeah. that's the same one. She yeah. still texted me and shit, but that was the next time she acted like I didn't exist. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. girl, you've been talking to me for three weeks. Yeah. And You're like, she, what the fuck? <laughs> then she came up, and I did the same thing again, and she's like, you seem really familiar. And I was like, bitch, yeah, you yeah. gave me your number. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You're like, I bet you, <laughs> I bet I do. Dude. And then that was. That I was, was fucking the... dying because, like, I was a little bit drunk by then, too. And she came over and was doing that. And I, like, lost it. And she looked at me, like, all Dude, pissed. Dude, she fucking raged off. And I don't yeah. think she's ever, like, even looked at me since. I think I've seen, we've seen, like, one more time there. Dude, that one was funny. Oh. You know, we're at time, though. And. We should probably cut it, but that was just one of, like, 12 titty bar tales. Yeah, that's just the and opening. And they're just going to keep coming, yeah. and they get worse. We need to <laughs> we need to make more. We haven't even got the ones where we've got kicked out yet, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, we got plenty for that. Yeah. Chinese New Year, you weren't there for that one. That one was a fucking riot. Yeah, you'll need dude. to tell that one. 
Just here. On that note, it's been another great Cinchies podcast. That it has. This is your co-host, du- co-host Doobie, signing and out. Mojave. Remember, drink water. Two drinks and a water. Keep it up. And You're don't at forget. The, at the club, two drinks and a water. Cinchies getting a beer. Get me one. Uh. Have a good night, y'all. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe, please. Always.